man, human beings, we're incredible things, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we are incredible things. Like we can, we can do extraordinary things and accomplish extraordinary things, you know, when we're just asked to, mm-hmm. you know, when the situation just demands of it, man, we're resourceful. We are not just resourceful, but we are compassionate. We are, you know, strong. We, we, it, we're quite something. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hello, all of you fantastic people listening to us in this moment, having a conversation, throwing caution into the wind. This is uh, I, just complete transparency here. This is a subject that I've kind of had in the back burner for a while just because, you know, sometimes coming up with different things to talk about is very easy. Sometimes it's not quite so easy. And throwing caution into the wind was one of those ones, like, you know, for one of those days where it's like, what the hell are we even going to talk about today? Let's throw caution into the wind and let's just start talking. And our old podcast, the B&E podcast, we used to do a not so, we called it Not So Serious Sunday. And basically we just start having a conversation with no no idea about what we were going to talk about we would just kind of launch into something they were a lot of fun so in some ways this is kind of like this is kind of like that but also in a weird way this is also the topic of the episode is throwing caution into the wind and sometimes when you just got to dive in and and do something because it, th- this can happen, you know, like if you're in an artistic or creative field, like sometimes you just, you don't, you don't have the answer to something. You don't know what to do, but you need to take action. You know, sometimes like, we're like we've got a podcast to do. We showed up, we're here. We're going to record something. And <laughs> what the hell is that going to be? And, uh, you know, because like we talked about a lot of things before we hit that record button. We talked about a lot of things, a lot of things that probably are, are topics that we will discuss at some time. But sometimes those topics just aren't ready. You know, they haven't gestated enough. They haven't they haven't brewed for long enough for us to kind of like be in a place where like, yeah, that's that's kind of ready to bear fruit at this point. So, you know, here we are. We're talking. We're recording. Let's see what happens. It's all about process, man. It's all about process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole creative process is like this in a lot of ways. There's so many moments where you're just not going to know what to do. And it's better to do something than to do nothing. And I think... Unless the best know, thing to do is nothing. <laughs> unless unless that's the right thing to do. Because sometimes that you, is the right thing to do. You'll usually know. You'll usually be like, no, this is, this is the time to, to be. This is the time to not act. But I think that the throwing caution to the wind is like, 
you know, like, like, let's just not worry about what's going to happen here. Let's, let's just see where this takes us. Let's see where this goes. And I think it's such a great way to approach any type of pursuit, especially your big ones, just mm-hmm. to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, maybe you want to get into acting. It's like, well, just get into an acting class. It's like, well, what's the right class? It's like, an acting class is the right class. Like, you know, in some ways, like sometimes the first, I'm not saying class is the best way to go, but something, do something, like yeah. pick up a play, read a play, like whatever kind of makes sense. And I think that these conversations are always interesting to me. We, we've done actually quite a lot of them, uh, these type of, you know, let it, let it just kind of unfold before us. And they're interesting because in a weird way, they always seem to come around at some point, kind of, they kind of work out and you end up stumbling across something that kind of makes sense. And maybe you dive down a couple of rabbit holes. And I think what's great about sharing these types of conversations is that people get to kind of see that as we're creating, we're living the creative process. Cause we, that's what we talk about. We talk about creativity and we talk about artistry and nothing's worse to me than turning on a podcast and hearing someone talk about art that's not creative and doesn't do anything that's really creative. And it's like, they're like repeating stuff they read from a book or something. It's like, you know, artistry is messy and creativity is messy. And it's, it's just, sometimes you're, you're kind of trying stuff and then that doesn't really quite work. And then something else kind of catches and then you kind of follow that. And that wasn't really the thing, but it led you to this other thing that was mm-hmm. more of the thing. And then that more of the thing led you closer to the actual thing. And then pretty soon you get to the thing, but the way there was such a, uh, you know, roundabout back and forth kind of um, indirect adventure, but in a yeah. weird way, that adventure informs the thing. And if you didn't have the adventure, you wouldn't even be able to talk about the thing or do the thing. So it kind of needed to do that. Yeah, sometimes you just got to throw yourself into something and and just trust. You know, like it's it's a great experiment to do for really for anybody. But if you're someone who considers themselves even remotely to be creative, even if you're if you're not, you know, like try try just taking on something you know, and, and just throwing yourself into it and trusting yourself to be able to do it. You know, so that, that can be an extraordinary experience. Like, because one, one benefit of doing that type of thing is that it makes you so extraordinarily present because you have to be, <laughs> Yeah. you know, cause like when you're coming in with all of like your plans and your expectations and whatever it's just like okay i'm going to do this and i'm going to do this and there's this or like for us it's like okay we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about that and whatever the fuck it is the same things i i teach with actors it's just like you don't know what's going to happen when mm-hmm. you step in the other you know in this room you don't you don't know like like completely throw away like this idea that you know what is going to happen when you step on on that stage and when you step into this room you know because a you actually don't really know what's going to happen you know, even in a situation where you have rehearsed something over and over and over again. But so the, first there's that element. But this, the, the other element is, is like it just it keeps you fresh. It keeps you engaged, keeps you alive and paying attention to like, OK, what what is happening? Like you, you're you're paying attention so closely to 
whatever your the reaction and the response is from whatever it is that you're engaging with, you know, because you have to. That's the thing that's going to dictate to you where you go next, what you do next, you know, and, and sometimes our ideas about something, if we're coming in with ideas about something ahead of time, it actually gets in the way of of being able to see the thing that's right in front of your fucking face. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's so much of so much of this is about listening to each other and and trying to respond to to what each other is saying. And then through that, you know, we're we're figuring it out and we're navigating, you know, and and I think what's really interesting about a, a conversation, you know, you get a couple artists or a couple people that are willing to be creative together and really cool things can happen because people suggest ideas and then you kind of run with that idea and you try that idea and and through that you might find okay well this idea doesn't necessarily work but it led me over here to see this other thing and i i know from screenwriting i've written several scripts with other writers yourself included and i find it to be such an enjoyable experience because sometimes you come in with the hey let's write this script like this idea or this kind of genre or you have some type of direction that you want to start with mm-hmm. but sometimes it's you know we should write a script together okay and the first meeting is like well you know i've been kind of wanting to tell this movie and i've been, and and nothing's wrong you know everybody just kind of shares um i'd like to do this or i was thinking that or you know, whatever. And then you kind of go, okay, well, like that kind of resonates with me. So let's follow that idea down. And then you guys follow that idea down. I was working with this one writer and we were writing a sci-fi, which science fiction is like one of the best for this exercise because it started out being like these bubble cities. And they were like, okay, well, if, if everyone lives in a bubble city, like how does the bubble city work? And then we started going down the road of like, what's that folklore? And, and then it was like, okay, but like all the bubbles are really highly media controlled. So people don't really know what information because, you know, and we kind of talked about the technology and we started to go into this. And then what ended up happening was we kind of, at a certain point, we kind of abandoned a lot of that. And it became about this story about basically people um, getting pulled into like these like secret kind of like societies, like these secret dens of like and they were lured in through certain means and it, it like the way that we started talking about it was about a bubble city and it turned out to be this kind of story where people were getting lured into these like secret kind of societies and how that all worked and we kind of created like an online dating part of it and how that was playing into the whole thing and it was really really intricate and neat but it all started with like, well, let's talk about that idea. And then that led into this whole other thing. And a lot of the ideas that we talked about initially, they, they weren't even really a part of the main story anymore. They were almost like, if they were going to even be in it, they were like secondary thoughts and they might've been included. They might've not, but you realize that the story was actually about something else, but it took this weird roundabout kind of wild ride to get there. But had we not taken the wild ride, there's no way that I could have seen any way that we would ever get to where we actually got to, to create the story. So, well, I, mean, I, lo- I yeah. love that you that you brought that word into into play of of ride. You know, like it's 
because that's really what the creative process can be is is a ride. In fact, I would say that's when it's at its best yes. is when you kind of just feel like you just got like thrown into something or you just got picked up and you're just you've just been carried away somewhere and you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and then suddenly there's just like oh what about this what about that like that's where there's all of this there's all of this possibility and play and everything is fresh and everything is just a kind of it's it's a very exciting place to to work from it does require a certain level of like you you have to embrace it you know like you have to open up to it because if you if you resist the whole thing you know like you can that can i mean that's going to take away a lot of those really beautiful elements of that and what i love about what your story exemplifies as well is that like hey you know what like yeah like you dive into that space some of it some of it doesn't work you know some of the stuff that you thought was going to be the main stuff isn't the main stuff anymore but it 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 takes you in this place and none of the, that work is, is wasted because, you know, yeah, these main characters are suddenly like they're sub characters, but it doesn't matter because guess what? Because of all that work, you now have a whole kind of, uh, character, a whole sort of story background to these people that's still going to, you know, bring a, a certain quality and element to whatever role it is that they, they have, you know, like there's, None of this, there's no wasted space that's going on within that, <laughs> which I think is really wonderful. And I also, I wanted to like just touch on something that you said like way back at the beginning here, which it wasn't probably that far way back, but you know, <laughs> but at the beginning, you know, you had said like, oh, like take an acting class. Okay, well, what kind of acting class, right? I mean, I remember when I was, you know, just out of high school and I was working a job at a restaurant, you know, and I had my agent and whatever. And, and, uh, I w was working with like, uh, this supervisor who I hadn't at, at the restaurant before. And he was just kind of like asking me about myself. And, and I said, I was an actor and he was just like, Oh yeah. And he's like, so are you, are you taking any classes? Like, who are, who are you studying with? And I was just kind of like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking any classes. I'm not studying with anybody. And so he made a recommendation for a class for me. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, right? Like, so I reached out to the school that this teacher taught at. And then I talked to the head of the school and they're like, there's no spaces available for that teacher, but there's this other teacher who's really amazing. You should check him out. So I went and checked him out. I mean, that was the class that we ended up in yeah. together. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. All of those years ago, you know, like it's... <laughs> It's kind of crazy, you know, it's like sometimes you just got to like throw it, throw it out there like it. And that actually this story even started out with a plan, you know, it's like, OK, I'm going to find out about this class right. and I'm going to get into that class. Well, that's not going to happen. You know, like that's the thing is like caution it to the wind can happen at any point. <laughs> it doesn't always happen right at the outset, but very often in the creative thing, it's like you got your plan and then suddenly it's just like you're in a situation where you have no choice but to throw caution into the wind. You're just like, all right, well, you know, you've got to take some kind of a leap of faith into something and trust that it's going to work out. You know, it's going to take you to whatever's next. And the beautiful part is, is that it always takes you to what's next. There's no choice but for it to take you to whatever's next. Yeah. And you're going to gather more information as you go, and that's going to help you inform your next decisions on what to do or what not to do. To 
to bring it back to the, the story I was talking about, that other writer, we were developing this bubble city story and it kind of took off this other way. And there's like a point is like, I think it was the other writer was like, so is this all still happening in bubble cities? And I'm like, I don't know if that even matters anymore. <laughs> it was like <laughs> such a great moment. Like we were just like, oh yeah, like we could totally abandon the bubble city idea, but like, or we could keep it and maybe that works. And we were kind of like playing our original idea against where the whole idea had gone. And I think what's cool is that creativity is a lot like that. Like you end up kind of thinking you're doing this and then you end up going over here. I love how you also brought up, and this is great for writers to understand, that you can create a character and you think your story is about this person or whatever, this thing, this, this entity. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, what if they died here? And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what about this character? And then the whole story could start again, but from this character, but then it created this great backstory about how this character died. And then it started the life story of this person. And what happens is when you enter that story, you have this whole life before the story starts, you know? And, and I think the problem when writers are too controlled, at least I know with like storytelling, when you, go to tell a story and you're like, I'm going to tell this story and this is what the story is about. The problem is, is that that story actually starts several pages or several moments in. That's actually where the story often kind of actually really begins. But what happens is those moments you start the story with don't really have a good backstory and a backdrop because you didn't care about that story. And when you did backstory, you just kind of filled it in because you're like, well, I guess I need backstory. So I better start kind of making up how this person got here or how this thing got here. And it's like, yeah, but imagine if you told the whole story, you kind of worked that all out. And then you were like, wait a minute, that led them to here. Let's tell that story. Now you're actually telling the sequel to like this other thing, but like that moment might be more interesting than wherever you started from. And I feel like when with creativity, like something that's coming up for me is it's about not needing to control it. Like, that's the throwing caution to the wind. It's like, let the wind take it and let's see where it takes it. And then you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it might, you might think it's going this way and all of a sudden it's going the other way. And you're like, well, I didn't plan on being over here, but now that I am, this is sure interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, just like now, even in this moment in this, in our little conversation, what a cool little adventure we just went on to like talk about that stuff. And, it's like, I don't know, the way we started where you and I were, and we talked about some great stuff, but like we wouldn't have started there because this conversation had to naturally progress to this point to start talking about those details. And, you know, in some ways I think, man, that might be some of the most useful storytelling advice I could maybe ever give. And it was just thrown to the wind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's funny because like we think that we have to have all of these, you know, very carefully structured and and set up ways of of doing things, but very often that's not what is required, you know, especially when, especially within the creative process, you know, like like I'm not gonna say it's like oh no, there's no there's no need to to structure anything because there's there's an important part of that, you know, like uh, one of the things that I learned from. And I can't remember his name, but he do, he has this like really a, a top selling like uh, class on Udemy. It's called Ninja Writing, and 
he says writing comes down to like it, the two core things about great writing are two things. And I think it applies to pretty much any piece of, of art, which is basically says it's coherence and beauty, you know, and a certain element of structure is very helpful for that coherence part of it. But, you know, it's like when you're venturing out to try and, and find something new to try and, 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 you know, cook up a new idea, you know, or, or, or find some element of inspiration, you know, that's the, that's the time for some caution to the wind, you know, like where you need to open yourself up, you need to throw away any sort of preconceptions you have coming into what anything is supposed to be, you know, whatever the hell that field is. It's just like, you've got to open up so that you can pay attention and, and figure out what direction that thing actually is you know it's like if and and that's a huge part of of being an artist is going beyond yourself is extending past your 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 previous capacities or what you thought were your previous capacities you know and you can end up in a place that you never imagined yourself being in you know taking on a project that you never thought that you know would would ever come along i think stephen pressfield writes about that in um in the war of art you know like he he says it about the book itself you know you you as a reader are reading this thing and he's just like i had all kinds of you know resistances to writing this book he's just like i'm a fiction writer you know like i don't write nonfiction. who like who am i to write something like this this is not my territory this is not my wheelhouse blah 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 blah, blah. all of the all of the shit that we say to ourselves you know, that's just based on our limited experience of the things that we've done before, because that's really all it is, you know, like when when we're too tied to structure, we're just we're too tied to what is already known. Right. So we have to have that capacity and that willingness to go into that place in ourselves, at least, you know, it's not to say it's always freshly original for every human being, but for you, it's something different. And I think that's really the only thing that's that's important, you know, like is is for you to have that discovery for yourself and then for your authentic expression of what that discovery is to come through you. You know, like we've we've heard the same story a bunch of different ways, but, you know, like it's people find find all kinds of, uh, you know, through the way that they see something, different ways to express the same kind of story that we've heard before i know i'm jumping all over the place feels like i'm jumping all over the place in 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 this one but we have essentially yeah we have to have and in fact i would say we even have to like structure to build in room for us to to like go and just have this sort of caution into the wind approach to things you know i think it's uh, i think i think that's yeah we have to we have to. I, I think you have to like, you have to be willing to let go at any moment. I think you can have a plan, and at any moment, you, you have to be willing to like walk away from that plan. And I think a plan is kind of like, like it's an interesting thing. A plan is an interesting thing in the sense that you might follow that plan for like ninety eight percent of the way, and then at ninety eighth percent of that, you're just like, wait a minute there's something else. And that 2% is that magical twist ending 
that you didn't think was there, but all of a sudden it's there and then boom, it changed yeah. the plan, but it was so minor, but the whole rest of the story kind of held. You know, I think of something like, um, uh, I see dead people. What's that? What's that movie? Uh, oh, oh yeah. The sixth sense. Sixth sense. He didn't come up with that. The ending, the whole point of the movie until the sixth draft. So it's like you had a plan, you had a plan, you're telling a story, you're telling a story. And then all of a sudden M. Night Shyamalan, right? His writer comes up with this idea. Well, wait a minute. What if this was happening? And then boom, that whole story is incredibly well known and made a huge impact. There's other stories where it's like, you have a plan. You start going down that plan and immediately like 1% in, you know, one step in, you're <laughs> like, wait a minute, there's a whole other way to go. And then it's like, at that point, sometimes all you needed, the plan just got you in motion and you don't even look back. You just kind of go, well, what if this happens? That happens, this happens. And I'm responding. And it's so like, and at the end of the day, you kind of look at your story or you look at this thing and it's like, oh, I guess this is what it is. And I don't think there's a magic number or a magic percentage of how much plan stays and how much it goes. And I think it could be anywhere on the spectrum. And I think plan and just kind of that sometimes initial idea, it's, it's like, just let that get you started, but you don't have, you're not married to it. And I think that's the thing about creativity. Creativity is I'm committed to following through to the end, but I'm not committed to an idea. Ideas can, can come and go and, and pass. There's no, like, and ideas don't demand your loyalty. If you need to leave them, they're happy to go in, in replacement of another. Ideas are not competing for each other in the sense that they don't care if you take another idea and then leave that other idea behind. So, you know, I've written stories or I've even conceived of concepts where I've been like, shit, we have seven different stories we could tell right now. What story of these seven makes the most sense and what are you most interested in and that's a literal conversation i've had with other writers and producers was like which way do you want to go with this and you know the interesting thing about writing is that and i i kind of learned this <laughs> just learned this through the journey is like a lot of stuff you write never gets made and so when you start like experiencing that you start to like realize like shit these things are not that precious anymore like they're precious because you care about them and you make them and you do you put your heart into that but you kind of look at it like i'm probably gonna have to write several scripts before any of these things even see the light of day and there's going to be these six other things that will never like no one but me and like my little clo close-knit will ever even read and it's like but you're you're when you're especially in the movie world you're you're kind of just you're, you're kind of just playing the game and you keep trying and one script led to another script and what happens is it goes from this micro level of like i'm creating this script let me actually share something evan what i found as a writer and i, I think this relates to other arts but what i found is like that first script you write you're so bound to it. You're so rigid. And like, I got this story. I'm going to tell this story and this is my story, but you do that. And if you dare to write another and another, what ends up happening is you abandon that initial structure and that initial like commitment and attachment to your idea. And I find the more scripts I write, the more it's like, this is when I'm going to, going to start. Let's see where this goes. 
And because what I find is that you get this micro level of, of storytelling and you get this macro level, which is your whole portfolio of scripts. And what happens is you just open up your perspective of what's possible. And, you know, if some, some writers will write their first script and they'll get that made and that just their, their career kind of opens up that way. And that does happen for some people, but on the whole, most writers, it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. That's the reality of this business. Most writers write several scripts, 10 scripts before they ever get one made. And most writers don't even get anything made. And it doesn't mean they don't have great scripts and it doesn't mean they don't have bites and it doesn't mean they don't have like people that literally get attached and then it falls through or it doesn't mean that it doesn't get sold and still doesn't get made. And like, you know, when you start though, you have this idea like I'm going to write a perfect script and it's going to get mm. made. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, it's, it's interesting because like, there's, there's a few things to that. Cause like, yeah, you're saying like, there's this thing of not making it so precious, but there's also this thing of, of, so when you're writing whatever script that you're working on and you've got all of these different options, all these different areas that you could, you could take it, you got to take the one that's the most exciting for you. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's that emotional thing. What is the most exciting direction for you to take this thing? You know, like don't, you can't base that off of, you know, what's, what's trending or what's necessarily fashionable. Like you can have a mind for that, but like, what is the most exciting thing for you? Because that translates, you know, that, that comes through in, in any piece of creative work, you know, like, but when you're when you're not enthusiastic when you're not excited about it you know that will also come through you know but like it's when you're excited about it again i think it's a it's a matter of that's also when you're the most sort of present and engaged with it you know you're mm -hmm. the most sort of aware of all of the the possibilities that are coming up along the way that that start to present themselves you know because the creative process is very much like that it's like these things present themselves to you you know they it's really, not so, yeah. it's not so much a sense sensation of i am doing this it's just like well where did you come from <laughs> you know that's cool that's going in like that's like that's happening like it's man that's that that's just that magic space you know that like any any artist can, I think can like relate to just like when you're just in that magic space where you're just like, Oh my God, this thing is just, is just happening. You know, like this thing is just forming in front of me and I'm just trying to keep up, you know, with this thing that's just kind of pouring through me. Not that every single day is like that, you know, but you know, when, especially when you're setting out, on a, on a project, you know, you're still kind of maybe in that workshopping phase, you're still kind of trying to grasp as to like the direction that this thing wants to go, you know, like when you're still feeling around for that, you know, that's, that's where you've like, you've got to start from that place of, of excitement, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, again, I'll bring. I, I hope that I'm not infringing any any <laughs> copyright things. But again, like it was, is a terrific little class. Go and check it out. Ninja writing on on Udemy. You can usually you can find that course go on sale. Like all things on Udemy. <laughs> um, 
and and do it. It's a great little chorus. Um, but you know, one of sort of his his things is that that he tries to instill is like it's like you've got to have like like coming out on a great start. You know, like you he's like you've got to get that first like that first sentence, that first paragraph, like freaking like launch into this thing. You know, like like hit us with it right away. Like don't don't mess around. Like like just hit us with it. Hit us with whatever is and and the thing is like it's not like there he what I liked about him is that he's not telling you exactly what that thing is. What he's telling you is that look, what is the narrative that you are excited to like to tell? in whatever your 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 form is whether you're writing a book whether you're writing a blog you're or you're writing an article you know it's like what is the thing about what you're talking about what is that most exciting thing what's the crux of that for you come out hitting with that thing and it has to come out right away because his whole thing is like if you come out flat the rest of your your piece is probably going to come out flat you're going to be fighting yourself the whole rest of the way to try and get to like to try and cook it back up again so it's like when you're beginning any kind of creative thing you got to come at it with that excited you know childlike playful place like searching for that what's in this thing that is the closest to that and that's where you begin because on those days when when you're struggling a little bit when you're not feeling that that you know, the inspiration pouring through you, you can, I mean, at least for me, there's this trust that like, well, I know where I started from, you know, and I know I started from this place and I'm going to trust that that's going to come through, even though I feel like I'm struggling right now, you know, like that thing is there, that thing is beating at the heart of this, you know, deep down in there somewhere. I, I want to say that I, I do agree. You need to begin whatever you begin. Like it, it needs not be flat. Like it, 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 it needs to not be flat. It needs to have something that's going to catch you and like bring you along. But I also want to point out that I don't think when you're creating, like don't interpret that as well. Okay. So when I start, I have to be super inspired. And I have to be super ready. And I, I, that's not, I don't think yeah. the point like sometimes I write every day. I've written for over 3000 days in a row now. Like I'll tell you many, many days. It's like, well, I'm writing. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> here's how my day's going. I woke up at 4am. I started working on this budget thing. I started doing this and it's just like boring shit that I'm writing down. But what it does is it just gets the wheels turning and it gets, it, like none of that stuff is interesting. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it takes me a paragraph or a few paragraphs of just journaling just to get that out, to get myself into a motion of writing before I even start to get to anything that is remotely interesting to talk about. And some days it's just like, I wake up and I'm like, I got shit to say and here it is world. And it's like, fucking, I need to like copyright this and put it in a book, but it depends. You know, sometimes the creative process just doesn't like, it's not just going to come to you like that. And I think that you don't want to wait for those days you read a quote the other day, which was really good. It was like, uh, you know, about how you don't really notice the difference between the uninspired days as you do with the inspired days. And yeah. 
but I do think when you when you find something that you want to actually deliver to others and you want to do something with, that's about you know you do want to like you want to cut out all your boring bits. You know, like if I was ever going to put some compilation book together from some of the journal entries I've done, because there's some pretty cool stuff in there over 3000 days, you better believe there is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's some good stuff in there. I'm like, man, there's a few books probably just in this writing, but there's so much of that writing that will never be included. And I don't care for anyone to read, nor would they probably care about. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that part of the, part of the thing is like, you just got to start and you got to see where that takes you. And I think that, you know, when you come out of the gate, try and swing. Like if you want to use a baseball analogy, try and swing at that ball as hard as you possibly can, but like know that you're going to miss most times, but swing with your whole heart at it, you know, like give mm -hmm. it, give it everything with, you know, and like, okay, I totally missed right off the start, but the, the, the action of going full out, even if it's a total flop and doesn't work, like when I'm writing out my 4am wake up, I'm really giving it everything I have at that moment. And I think that's a really important way to start because if you start with this kind of like half-assed kind of like, I guess I'll do it. It's, it's a work, you know, you got to climb out of that. Right. But if you just kind of go, okay, well, this is all I got. All I have today is this. And then you go, well, then it leads you to this. And then if you were ever to like, look at my journal, you would probably like notice there's a lot of um, writings that start like very kind of like blah, 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 blah. But then all of a sudden it would go somewhere that would be really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. But you'd get to see that the actual journey from some boring comment on what's going on in my life to this profound thought and idea and creativity that I had. But you would see the, you would see the evolution from really basically boring stuff into something interesting. But when I actually published a book out of this stuff, if I ever did that, I wouldn't start where I started that journal entry. I'd start like way, way into it where that cool bit started. And, and I think when you're talking about that, I think that's an important thing to, to, to decipher. Like, I think people need to know that, like, cause I think there's a lot of people that hold up waiting to be perfect and waiting to have it all together. And I just don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, there, there's never going to be a, a point when you have it all together, you know, like you might have a point where it's like, you've got some things together, you know, you've got your, you've, you've packed your bag, but now it's like, now you've got to step out. Like there's only so much shit that you can put into that bag, you know, before yeah. you step out that door and you can't have everything planned for once you step out on that door. And that's totally fine. You know, in fact, that's, again, that's, that's crucial. That's crucial to having an adventure, so to yeah. speak, you know, to going on that ride is, is a little bit of that, like the, is the unexpected, the unexpected things that are going to, to come along the way. And, and, and how are you going to respond? How are you going to react? You know, like there, there's going to be challenges and, but there's also going to be just extraordinary, extraordinarily beautiful moments, you know, that just kind of, just, just kind of yeah. happen. Well, um, you're going to be, you're going to be resourceful. I'll, I'll share a story that might relate. And I, if you don't mind. Not at all. 
I went camping in Hawaii this one time and you had to go climb down this mountain ridge into like this valley and the valley gets flooded because the ocean kind of comes up and it like floods through this area and it basically cuts you off, not entirely from the island, but it cuts you off from like the exit. And if you were gonna get out of there, you'd really have to do some serious like mountain climbing and bushwhacking to get out the other way. Um, so I went with this group of people and we went down there and it was really nice and sunny and we all went in the water. And by the way, also the, the, the water is very like, it pushes you away from where, where the entrance is. So you couldn't swim out of this either. Like you'd have to be crazy, crazy good swimmer. And I don't even think you could, even if you were like the greatest Olympic athlete, because the, the toe pulls you to the side. Cause there's like a, uh, I guess, the long and the short of it, there's like water that basically the waves come in and then they pull you down the beach and then way out, right way out into the ocean. So you can't actually even stay in the ocean that long before you have to get out and kind of run back down the beach and hop back in. Cause within five minutes, it's pulled you like half a kilometer, like quarter mile, like down the freaking beach line. And you're like somewhere yeah. else, you know? So anyway, we're there and we're camping and we're all having a good time and whatever. And nobody looked at the, uh, the, the weather report it's hawaii things just happen they kind of storms come in quick but we had like a storm come in during the night right like during like kind of the near the end of the time we were there and we just banded together and we put these like we had like little tarps and stuff that were supposed to be used for the ground and we just used them as like uh you know to tie them against trees to protect ourselves in the water and it was the most amazing camping trip I've ever been on because we all bonded together and it brought us all so close together. And because we had to work together to figure out how to like, basically not really survive, but survive that night comfortably and like make that camping situation work. We just really had to figure it out together and we didn't plan on that. And I think, you know, if you were like watching a story, that would almost be kind of interesting just to see how that played out. But that's so much what it's like. It's like, you have this plan. We're going to go down, we're going to camp. We're going to wait till low tide, hop across this little thing because it's a beautiful spot. <laughs> and all of a sudden you do this, everything's going to plan. And then all of a sudden it's not. <laughs> and then you're, then you're just, then you're just going by the moment. You're just going by, okay, well, this is what we'll do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, um, I'll, I'll, I'll follow with a little story of my own. Um, this one fairly recently, um, cause la it's hard to believe that it was like last year this time already, but like last year, this time I was doing, I was doing a, a production of head of gabbler, uh, Henrik Gibson's head of gabbler. And, uh, so we were doing this play and it was the, the last night, like our final performance. And, show up at the theater like everyone else like every all the other cast and crew members show up at the theater and the director emilio who we've we've had on the show before he uh he comes out and he's just like uh okay so uh uh our lead actress she um has no voice <laughs> <laughs> she's lost her voice so um we don't know what's going to happen but if she's not talking to you that is why trish is going to help her and try that and we're like holy shit like it's the final night like we are we're all kind of coming in we're all excited we're just like it's the last show you know there's a certain kind of energy that comes with that and uh we're like holy shit what's gonna happen you know like what like because we had no idea like we because 
she our lead she wasn't she wasn't didn't hear her speaking at all but you know she's warming up she's getting into costume and uh so i was like in her first scene i'm in it with her and so it's coming up to the moment and like she's like about to open her mouth to and I have no idea what's going to come out <laughs> of that person. None of us do. We're like, here we go. And out comes her line. And she's got like this deep, husky, very kind of sexy, but scary voice, which like if anyone who, if, if you're not familiar with Hedda Gabler, Hedda is like, like, one crazy character. It's kind of like the Hamlet for women in, in the theater world. Um, and it was just like, it was so shocking. It was so different from how it had been every single other performance, but we loved it. So like it was our best show. Like I, for me, I think, I think we had all agreed that it was our best show to me. Hands down. It was, um, but like just, because of this, like, because of what was going on with her voice, it lent a whole new quality to the performance where it was like, she became so intimidating and it became such as an, as an actor and particularly for the character I was playing, it just worked so beautifully, like to just have this degree of like being her being just that much more intimidating, you know? And by the time like the, the show was done, we all like told her, it's just like, you should like, we should have had you talking like this from the first <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, that's just like one of those things, these unexpected things can happen and you don't know what's going to happen. You throw caution into the wind, you give it the best you got. You trust that, you know, you're going to pull through and, and, and we did. You know, and even for for the lead, who is just like probably more so than anybody, is just like, holy shit, am I going to get through this night? You know, like what's gonna what's gonna happen by the end of the night? Like, am I going to have any kind of a voice? Are we gonna? But man, human beings, we're incredible things, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we are incredible things. Like we can we can do extraordinary things and accomplish extraordinary things you know, when we're just asked to, mm -hmm. you know, when the situation just demands of it, man, we're resourceful. We are not just resourceful, but we are compassionate. We are, you know, strong. We, we like, we're, we're, it, we're quite something when we allow ourselves to be. Yeah. You know, put, put a person in a corner you know, and, and interesting things happen, you know, what, what a person will do to get themselves out of that corner. And that's, uh, I think that's actually a really good note for anybody who's trying to tell a story, you know, sometimes you just put someone in a corner and see what they do. And then you got, boom, a story will evolve out of that. Um, a couple of things. Okay. One thing, this is a little bit off topic, but I got to mention it because I've been thinking about it too much for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I just never say it, but we were talking about Bill Burr. He's someone who I look up to a lot as a comedian. I think he's great, but you know, cause we don't edit anything here. I made an error. I said he was like 60 years old. I don't think he's 60 years old, <laughs> <laughs> but I said it so confidently. I re-listened to it actually on the podcast and I was like, man, you could say anything with confidence. People probably believe you. And I was like, you gotta be careful with that. 
Um, so anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my eat my words there. I'm pretty sure he's not. I'm pretty sure he's more like 48 or he's like late 40s or early 50s. But he's somewhere in there. But the thing is, is I listen to his podcast a lot, and he always talks about like when he's older, and he talks about like. So I got confused, <laughs> but it happens. So I just want to I want to clarify that because I'm like yeah, you know, like it's just funny. Like it's just one of those things where it's like um, I want to clean up my messes, so I'm cleaning it up right now. <laughs> It's just, it is what it is. And since we don't edit, it's just something I felt they had to do. The other thing is I want to talk about this. So there's the very first script you and I ever wrote together. I was, um, I was uh, talking to someone about like that script and I wasn't telling them about the script. I was telling them about a character in the script and they were trying to understand a little bit more about the context. So I explained the premise and they were like, that sounds awesome. You have to make that movie. <laughs> and I was just like, that's so funny. Like, but it's kind of funny because like you and I were super new to writing. We were just trying, you know, we we're just getting our feet wet really with it and trying to figure some things out. And I remember there were some really good moments in it. But what's interesting to me is that, you know, a concept or sometimes a story idea or some creative idea can really like blossom at another time. Mm -hmm. So you're creating something and you think, okay, well, I'm going to do this thing. And especially with writing, like, you know, you can create something and then nothing really happens with it. You don't really figure it out. Maybe you put it to the side. Um, I always think you should finish your, your scripts. If you start them, like try to finish them, do your best to do that. Because sometimes just having that later it you know and i was telling this person i was like yeah well you know it probably needs an edit they're like well just edit it because that sounds great like that i want to see that movie and i was just like i love your enthusiasm about it it's 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 interesting to me because i haven't honestly thought about that script for years but yet it's one of those scripts that's like maybe it'll never see the light of day but we went out and we created it and i'm proud of it mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things it's like I love when you kind of create something and you don't, you just think, ah, fuck, like we just didn't know enough and we probably did too many cliches or too much shit in there that's just not quite working. But it's like you tell someone your basic premise and they're like, it still works. Like they, they, they want to see it. Now, I don't know if we should or if we will or whatever, but I just find that um, kind of like let, let, let caution to the wind is kind of like also you might create something and you think like, oh, I've hit a dead end and you leave it. That dead end might come back around. You might end up mm. there again. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know. That's the thing that I think really like it's a good takeaway from this conversation is just to remember that sometimes you think like you hit a dead end and you moved on and you went over here, but you don't realize like, and this might be like a, a maybe you started painting when you were younger and then you abandon it for like 30 years. And then all of a sudden you like somehow get reconnected with it. But because you did it when you were younger, there's some type of weird connection and it helps you start again. It's like, you just mm -hmm. don't know. And I think what's really important is that sometimes we have to be willing to let things go way off course and trust that sometimes that was necessary to come back to wherever we thought we wanted to go. Or sometimes an initial thought or initial passion, it's just like you go so far away from it for a while only to come back to it and realize that this was it, but you needed to go away to come back to it. And that's just part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that makes me think of like, uh, I saw this interview with, uh, John Mayer, 
and from yeah like a couple years ago and he was saying something very similar to that which was that like uh his song love on the weekend i don't know if you ever if you've heard that one but he he was like yeah i had i had this song like it was just and it was basically just the title it was those words you know love on the weekend he's like oh yeah there's something something about that right it's like love on the weekend but literally had nothing for it like nothing for it just just that love on the weekend and for years it was just this sort of this idea of something that just kind of sat there for years and then just this kind of this melody or like a few like a few things just kind of clicked into place and suddenly it's just like oh shit love on the weekend like that like here we go and it was like his first single release off of that that album that he put out and I just think like that's yeah you never know how these things might come back around like you can't sometimes yeah you can't force something through you know like there's like you know, it's like our, like the law of seasons and cycles, right? You know, sometimes there's, there's a time for things, right? But if you, there's a way that you can kind of keep these things alive, you know, Mm -hmm. these, some of these things, they just kind of like, they, you know, like they dig their kind of claws into you and they just kind of, they'll just kind of hang around for a while. And it's like, I, like there's one script that like I've been thinking of writing about writing for years, for years. And I probably will, you know, even if it's just for myself, because it's just this idea that's been sitting that I've had for years and years and years. Maybe that's too many years that I put onto it, but for a number of years, I've had this idea for a script, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like I'm, I'll probably write that at some point because it there's something about it that won't quite let me go mm. about the whole thing. So, yeah. you know, it's so much of creativity is like that. It's um, you know, and I think, it, you know, part of it too is it's an interesting little part of the conversation we got to like that part of like letting something go and then allowing it, allowing it to go for a little bit so you can come back to it. There's a uh, series, like a TV series that I've been working on um, kind of off and on for about a year and a half now. And it's, it's in that very much still in that incubational stage of development. And it's, it's it's kind of interesting because I pitched it many many times and every time I pitch it it's like a big winner, and it's funny because it's like I'm like I need to write this fucking series I need to write it I need to write it I put all this pressure on myself, and then it's like okay and I'll put some notes down and I'll put some things down and I'm like it's not like it's not coagulating the way I want it to and what I'm finding is like there's great stuff there but the there's elements of it that it just have gaps. Like I don't know how to put it together. And, and I, I don't know how to explain this other than it's a scent for me, at least I'm not saying this is the way it is for every writer and maybe someone has a better strategy, but for me, there's a sense of when a story is ready to come together. My friend used to call it. It's when the pages bind, it's when all of a sudden like the links hit and you go, Oh, I got the story. And it like, for whatever reason, it just makes sense. And then boom, like when I wrote that script, I've talked about this on the podcast before love loss, it wrote it in two days, thought about it literally like for probably months, maybe even years, if you really think about it, but like all of a sudden it kind of started. And then three weeks later, I was like, I'm ready to write this. I went to the cafe two days later, the whole script was done. And it was like, it just kind of all of a sudden, just everything clicked and boom, it made perfect sense to me. And I feel like this series is a lot like that for me. It's like, 
there's it, and what, what's what's interesting about it is I'm able to pitch it and get people to be like, I want to see that movie. You need to make this series. Like that sounds great. Like, and I'm just like, yeah, it does. But I'm like, I don't know how to put it together yet. The way that I that and it's it's a weird thing. And and there's this part of it where it's like, um, you you have an idea. And like I, a lot of my writing like mentors, you know, and teachers have just told me like, just pitch the idea. You know, like, don't worry about someone stealing because the way you're going to tell it is going to be its own thing. But I'm like, um, if people are interested in that idea, then you probably have something. And I'm like, okay, I probably have something. But what's really weird is like, I have something and I don't have something. And it's like, maybe someone steals this idea, even hearing on the podcast. And it's, I'm not even worried about that because I know that this project, if it isn't this project, it's going to lead me to the next thing. And it's, it's a weird thing. You really have to not be afraid of these ideas. You know, like I know a lot of writers, they, they say so tight lipped about their stories and there's certain things you should say tight lipped about, but there's certain things where it's just like, I mean, what have I really talked about, about the story other than, Hey, people think it's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to steal? You know what I mean? Like really, you don't really know what's in my head right now. Yeah. But me taking what's in my head, putting that into a story, with these characters in this concept and making that work with the themes and messages that I want to share in this, there's a lot of elements that have to come together. And what I've thought is that, okay, I think what's happening is I need to live more life and I need to get more data to pull into the story. And when I do, there'll be a certain point where all of a sudden this just kind of comes together or this thing might never come together. And all it was, was like a exercise to get me somewhere else, but you just don't know that's that's the exciting thing about all this right is like you just don't know you think you're telling this story and then all of a sudden you find out you're actually telling this one but that one got you there yeah and at the at the very yeah the, and the very worst is like you followed the thing that was exciting you know yes. you followed the thing that was that that was in you <laughs> and at the end of your life you can say that you've you know you you followed something that was worthwhile yeah you know, I love how you said the worst thing is you follow something that it was worthwhile. Like how is like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the, that's the thing. Like a lot of times we go, Oh, well, what if this doesn't work out? What if, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, the worst of this is that you tried and it didn't. And then you learned. Yeah. You and know? also the thing of like, you know, I, I'm always interested in some of these things that we say, it's just like, well, what if it doesn't work out? And then it's just like, well, what does work out? Right. What 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 is workout for you? Yeah, and, exactly. And normally it's like when you start to when you probe into that thing, you start to expose that, like, oh, workout is is just a set of expectations and and you know outcomes and whatever. And normally those are just things that actually get in the way of us doing the fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or at least it, it's a th- or it robs us of the enjoyment that should come with it you know what i mean yeah that's a good point you know it's um the the enjoyment is the is the project like like in so many ways i mean i think the reason why we are artists is because we love doing this like i mean if i wasn't doing this i would be creative some other way and that's something i've learned about myself is like Actually, Gabe, Gabriel Napora, who we're going to have on the podcast, hopefully next episode, if everything works out nicely, yeah. which currently scheduled for, we'll see what happens. Um, but 
his one of the best pieces of advice he gave me was he was like, you're infinitely creative. You're never going to, that's never going to be a, like a downside. Like you're, you're never going to run out of that. So yeah. that's, that's something that you have in spades. So you're, you never need to be like too attached to any idea you have, like let, let that thing unfold and develop and mature. And mm -hmm. I really learned that like, sometimes I think I have the best idea in the world. I'm like, this is my winner. This is my script. This is what's going to make me. And then it's like, that isn't it. But if I get, if I start thinking that I start getting so attached to it, I make it too precious. I actually kind of smother it. And a mm -hmm. lot of it is like this. That's this a great word the, for it, by the way. I like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That's you a good way to put it. it. Cause smother it. Cause you really do. You just fucking suffocate that thing. Right. Like, and what you got to do is you kind of got to like, look at it. Like, um, I was telling you this story actually the other day, I'm going to share it. I was, I, I went camping and we had a fire and we held the fire for like eight hours over the course of the night. And I was managing it a lot, but what's really interesting about this particular fire was the wood was damp and it was all driftwood that was being pulled into the beach. And it wasn't like straight out of the water, but it was damp from like, it had rained the other day, but it had mostly dried out. And first of all, starting the fire was really difficult, but eventually we got it going. And then we got it going and what would happen is we put new wood in and the wood would kind of have to heat up and dry out before it would actually start to burn. And this fire was going through these like ebbs and flows. Like, so it would be burning big and bold and it'd be awesome. And then all of a sudden it would kind of die down. You'd be like, are we losing this thing? And what I found as we had this fire was that as long as we had embers, we could continue to, to adjust the wood and blow on the embers and just give it a little air and then whew, the whole thing would just catch and it was amazing because mm -hmm. it happened over the course of the night and you'd go from like you have like this little like it's 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 so dark right and so dark and you just have these embers and then boom you have a whole fire and then that fire's going and then it would die out after a while and even though new woods there and then you'd, you'd work it a little bit and then boom and i feel like creativity is like that all you have to do is keep the embers alive you know, a lot of it is just keep those embers alive and, and keep adjusting and working it out and trying new things. And then boom, all of a sudden something will catch and you have this fire, you have this awesome thing. And I feel like creativity is so much like that. You know, sometimes it's hard just to get yourself started, but you got yourself there. You got some embers in the fire. You got something to work with. And then mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's just adjustment and, and giving it something of what it needs. And then boom, and that fire taught me a lot about creativity. It really taught me like, that sometimes it's work. Sometimes you're scared you're going to lose it. Sometimes it's glorious and it's amazing and it's something different than you ever thought it could be. And creativity is so much like that. And that fire was a very creative and euphoric and healing process for me in so many ways. And like some people would look at that and be like, that's just a fire. But like I'm looking at this fire going, man, this is a life lesson. Oh yeah, no kidding. Like I'm, I, I, I love that because that's so great because it's like you know the fire and creativity are are things that have have been used you know in literature and you know very often you know it's like the 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 fire of creativity the creative fire in your belly all that kind of stuff like there's this image of of fire and i I love that because it's like, oh yeah, we just kind of hear it and we just, I, I don't know, I won't say what other people think of, but you know, we think of that. I think most people probably think of like this raging, you know, this, this big burning fire and this kind of thing. It's like, no, but like a fire is, 
you know, cause like I just moved to a place where it's just like, we, we have like a fire stove and I've been working with that. And I also, you know, just like got a new barbecue that works with charcoal and I'm like learning how to work with, with the fire, you know, it's an entity, it's something that requires attention, you know, and, and creativity and, and yeah, that, that creative fire is, it's the same way. Like you need to tend to it. You know, like you need to blow on those embers. You need to throw some more pieces on, you know, and, and it goes through, it has this life, you know, of its own. So I love yeah, that you brought that in. It is, it really is an entity. Another little bit of story about that fire. Uh, I know I'm going on about it, but like, so we were, we were there for like hours, right? We're like camping, we're out in nature. And um, my friend had packed this um, basically in tinfoil, um, some food to cook, but it was like a tinfoil kind of ball. And, and, uh, all you needed to do was put that in the fire. And we actually shaped the fire like an oven and the embers were like underneath and then the fire was burning over top and it cooked this thing perfectly. And it was just like, we just made that out of the nature and design of this entity. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I've never looked at fire like the way I looked at it this year. Like, it's, I never really like looked at it like this kind of thing that responds and that you work with. And because most fires that I've had, I, I mean, I've usually had very easy conditions. It's usually been very dry and it's just easy to light and you have all the mm -hmm. kindling you need and whatever. But this particular fire, like you're literally just working with what's available and you're making it work. And yeah. it was more of a survival-esque kind of fire in that sense. Like I learned a lot about how to like set this thing up to actually make it like, and, and make it a thing, like make it a thing that kind of, I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it other than that. I'm, and I feel like going off anymore is going to be a mute point, but you get what I'm yeah. saying. And we cook this thing, but we just designed this entity and it worked with it. And it was so cool. It was like, yeah. Well, my How's friend, your we're yeah yeah let's 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 <laughs> let's do it because yeah we're uh we're we've, uh, we're past the 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 one hour mark here yeah so um yeah let's do the let's do the beer thing quickly sure and then we'll maybe uh and then we'll wrap it up all right so i'll go first so i got a vancouver this is from vancouver island brewing and it's uh victoria pilsner is what i got um it's it's tasty it's you know it's it's um it's funny you, you have all these craft beers and you're like the, so many of them they're they're all so different but like this one's this one's got a lot more flavor than i expected that's all i can really say it's good i'm enjoying it it's it's a lot it's almost like i feel like i got more beer than i bargained for you know yeah. what i mean it's like more of a um, and I'm like, I'm enjoying it, but I was expecting something kind of like light, almost like lighter and like, almost like, um, I just want to say like more plain, I suppose, but it actually turned out to mm. be pretty flavorful and like robust. So there you go. Nice. I am drinking a beer from a group called Collective Arts Brewing. I don't think I've ever had anything from them. Where are they even located? Oh, they're from Ontario. They're from Hamilton, Ontario. Steel Town. Um, no, wait, that's not Steel Town. 
Or is it Steel Town? Am I thinking, <laughs> oh, God, if there's anyone from Hamilton listening, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, I know Steel Town, that's like Pittsburgh, isn't it? What do they call Hamilton? Hamilton's this got was, like a... This is a great moment, Evan. <laughs> maybe they're a Steel Town. You just too. work they're, on this out. They're, they're Canada's <laughs> Steel Town. Uh, anyhow, I'm drinking their a porter. It's a nice dark beer called Stranger Than Fiction. Nice. Very creative. And I want to show you, because like I was just, this can is just like batshit crazy with the, with the art on there. But I guess if you're called collective arts, you know, I'd expect your, your, you to be uh, embodying that in some way. But anyhow, it's been tasty. This has been really good. Getting into the dark beers because we're in the in the fall, nice. and I haven't been able to bring myself to the pumpkin beers yet. So, <laughs> and it's almost and that season's almost over already. So, <laughs> but no, it's uh, been good. That's great. <laughs> um, All right. Well, well, let's wrap this baby up. Yeah. What do you, what what are your final thoughts, my man? Oh man, I mean, you know what? This was a fun conversation. I love that we threw caution into the wind and just let it go where it was going to go like it's it's it feels really great to do that mm-hmm. you know like uh just just honestly just having this conversation not it necessarily feeling like it had to go somewhere but just being like you know let's just let's just go for it and it's and we'll talk about this whole idea of throwing caution into the wind and we'll just we'll see where it goes i mean i try to have that attitude as much as possible with all of our our episodes and podcasts that we record but it's been a good reminder to just like to let go a little bit more just being like hey like let this thing let it flow a little bit more pay closer to attention to you know the thing that is unfolding it'll take you to what's next you know it'll take you to what's important you know like it's and and to follow the exciting thing you know that exciting thread you know is always the you know, is, is a terrific lesson in, in all of this. So, um, yeah, I, I would encourage everyone to just try and find, you know, have that trust in yourself and and your own capabilities and capacities to just, just throw yourself into something, you know, and, and see what happens. Maybe make a fool of yourself. That's okay too. That's totally fine. You know, Mm -hmm. and they're, there's there's something on the other side there there's something to be discovered on on the other side of it and it's a hell of a lot of fun let let something happen to you let yourself go on on that on that ride because it's a hell of a ride Mm. i would i want to say this you know in in the creativity there's no failing it, it doesn't really work like that. You don't fail at stuff. You, you like not, not the way that we think of failure. Like it's so much about you go this way and then that kind of hits a dead end or it kind of leads you into another thing. And and sometimes you just straight up abandon that first thing you're doing. And then you go down this road and you abandon that and you abandon, and those aren't failures. And although they may seem like failures and from somebody who's like a very like ingrained into the school system of like structure and like this is how it works and you know 
it's like they might look at those as failures and i think that's actually working against them but even if you want to call it failure i think change the word to failure like from failure like make it mean something different for you because you know if you're trying to protect yourself from failure all the time it's like you're gonna you know you're just gonna end up limiting what's possible you have to be willing to walk down roads and find out that they're dead ends or find out that they didn't they're not the point and if you want to live a creative life which i believe is a more fulfilling more more wholehearted kind of life you know you you don't look at failure as something that's like a negative you look at it like information okay this didn't work so maybe this will work and then that didn't work so maybe this will work and it's a it's very much like you just try it and through trying it you know this is called like throw caution to the wind it's kind of like th- jump in the deep end and then figure out how to swim kind of thing and i i think life's just so much more exciting when you when you let yourself do that and one of the benefits of that is you develop a kind of confidence that a lot of people i just feel they don't have and they don't know how to get and i feel like you get it through not fearing failure not fearing embarrassing yourself not fearing abandoning something or trying something and having it not work and i think a lot of people and just to further my point i think a lot of people say like i want to go do this but then they feel like if they don't succeed at it and other people see them not succeed at it that they're going to have to like tuck their tail between their legs and say like i failed it's like no it's like you wanted to go do that so go do that and maybe this isn't your path maybe you'll find something else through it but like if you want to go do that go do that there's a quote by uh, I, I say the name probably wrong, but it's Antoine McGill, um, which I love this, such a good quote. Wanting to be successful without having failed is like wanting to learn how to swim without getting wet. <laughs> it's like, you gotta just jump in, get wet, you know, like splash around. You're gonna start figuring it out. And it goes back to something we talked about a little bit earlier, maybe I said it, but it's like, Put a person in a corner and see what they'll do. It's fucking incredible. It's fascinating. And we we base entire movies based on that. We base novels on that. We base um, incredible lives are built on that, you know. And when you kind of just put yourself into something and you try it out, really cool stuff's going to happen. And I think you're going to find out something about yourself and what's possible. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.